Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't come out. Don't stop caring about me now. Welcome into the show, Storm. Hey. Sorry, Joe. Joe, Joe we've, got a, we've got a new producer. He's, <laughs> he's very new. And when I said to him, hey, let's play that commentary off the top. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sending this to you. I usually do, I usually do, so I usually do the breakfast hours. Uh, and so like, this is the opposite side of me. Like, I should be in bed right now. Yeah. I've usually been asleep for an hour. Okay, so, Joe. Okay, I'll, I'm going to play the, the action, okay? Are you ready? Uh, hit, it, hit it, Joe. Let's go. Okay. 25 seconds to tie it up. Mees does it. Bailey Mees has tied up the game. 53 all. In your life, could you imagine a 10-point comeback? Toyava's not done. She finds Beats and finds Toyava. Oh, they got to buff it in. There's a long pass. They find Ricky. Five. There's a contact. Oh, contact. Two. Don't one. Contact, no. Oh, don't run out of time. The Mystics botched that at the very end. We're going into extra time. Three minutes extra time. 56 all. This would be a huge performance from the Magic if they can get there. Nearly a hell ball. You have to shoot time. it here. Ekanasio, 10 seconds. Three metres and it's tipped. It's tipped by Fitzpatrick. Oh, this is a big shot right now. Contact, five seconds to go. Ekanasio with the ball in hand. This is the match right here. The Hooter, there it is. Both defenders have to stand aside. This is a freebie. Game, set, match. Magic, a magic. Once again in Hamilton. There you go. Um, uh, very what own Mark call. Stafford with what a call. call. Yeah. yeah, and Brooke Lever getting in there. She's now ex Magic player as well, so she would have been excited uh, with with Steffi there. It was great. I was there too, actually, working for Sky Sport, um, and I kind of zoned out of the game pretty early on because the Mystics were up by ten at first quarter time. And I was just worried about my job and my interviews, and I don't know. I was like, Mystics again, they're just going to trounce them. And then what do you know? Lo and behold, I was up in my seat, pacing up and down the sideline. And then I checked and looked at the scoreboard and went, hang on, what? what? When did that happen? What is going on here? But um, it was awesome, really awesome for the Magic and their fans, obviously being at home in, in Hamilton there. Um, they they erupted, which which was great because it's been tough going for the Magic in the first two rounds. Like on this show just last week, we were talking about them being in um, sort of dark places early in the season. So good on them beating the, the Premiership favourites. What a round. What a round. I mean, didn't didn't the Stars put about 20-odd on them the week before? The Stars put 19 on them. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, they lost by one to the Pulse, and that was a, a close game. But uh, yeah, they, did, they just weren't looking good, to be honest. And... Like I said, we had really, you know, in pre-match, we were talking about, you know, how are we going to make this exciting? Like, the Mystics are obviously going to win, but how do we convince people that it's still going to be a good game? And, man, oh, man, Anna Harrison and I really had to eat our words. Yeah. Because it was a great game, led mostly by Amelia Onikanasio, who you heard um, Brooke Lever mentioning there in that commentary. She just, yeah, MVP performance, really stepped up when they needed her to, which is great for the Silver Ferns in a big old World Cup year. Yeah, well, fantastic for the Silver Ferns in that year, and, and fantastic for her and for the Magic as well, because I've felt like... 
you know, in the uh, in the like past couple of years, that she's been a player whose shooting percentage just isn't quite good enough to be in the Silver Ferns, not as a starting shooter. Yeah, well, it's funny, right? Because she's a goal attack, and so in New Zealand we've always had these shooters. You think back to Irene, and mm. you know now we've got Grace Wicky who hog the ball because they get under the post and they shoot at ninety percent plus. And so the goal attack's role has always kind of been that playmaker and um, bring the goal shoot into the game. But Amelia Ann is someone who needs ball in hand and can shoot from distance and because she's a confidence player is sort of what we mean when we say she needs to play well to get better as she goes on she likes to put the ball in from all over the circle and sometimes that means that her percentages are going to be lower uh, but when you've got Grace Nwicky under the post I'm talking about in the Silver Ferns of course mm. you can afford to do that but it just looks like her numbers are lower because of that reason but she finished that game at 85% so for a goal attack yeah, it's good good numbers that's, good that's numbers. very good numbers actually Earlier in the season, uh, I noticed that Grace Nwicky got switched out for a quarter mm. to uh, to play goal attack in a game, <laughs> um, and and I and I just remember thinking, I wonder what the thinking is here. Is is that just because she, as a young player, it's a coach going, hey, why don't you do this for a quarter and yeah. see what it's like to be on the other end, so you can understand what this player needs more from you? Yeah, I mean, I had the similar sort of thinking going on there, and we spoke to Tia Winakiri, the new Mystics head coach, and it was a bit of. The Mystics had that horror show at the end of last season when they lost Grace Nwicky to injury and they had no plan B and no other shooters to play and no game plan B. And so it was a bit of that, you know, like what if we lose our goal attack, we might have to put Grace out there. But also, exactly as you say, just to see the game from that position to kind of get a feel of what she's looking at when she's feeding a goal shoot so that when she goes back there, she understands. So, I mean, I don't know how often we're going to see that. I don't think it's a viable option. Maybe when they're playing the steel... Poor little steel. Um, but, yeah, no, keep her in goal shoot. She doesn't need to play goal attack. They did the same thing with Irene, if you, if you remember, mm. and I don't know if that really worked either. No, I mean, <laughs> there, there is, yeah, there's a method to madness sometimes, and sometimes you're just better off playing to a player's strengths. Yeah, yes, and I get, I totally get the argument, like we want to add to her toolkit and whatnot and grow her repertoire, and that's great. But, I mean, in an ANZ Premiership game, is that really the time to be doing it? You don't want to make a mockery out of the premiership. No, that's mm. that. Yeah, that is hundred percent. That is, and I mean, mm. the good thing about this is it mixes the competition up a little bit, right? Because oh. it was looking very much like the haves and have nots after two rounds. The table was almost in halves after mm. round two, which yep. was getting really disappointing. And we saw the stars beat the steel by thirty-four goals, and then you know the magic lost by twenty, and we were thinking, oh gosh, those two are just not going to get a look in. And now, uh, yeah, we've seen that great win against the Mystics which was just unbelievable. First time getting an overtime match, which is great. People love watching the overtime matches. But the tables, you can't read too much into it at the moment, um, Rick, because of how many games different teams have played. But at least it's looking a little more like a lolly scramble, you know? It's yeah. not too A teams, B teams, which is great. I, now, um, I know that um, we like we like to talk the uh, the Northern Stars on the show um, with virtual <laughs> logistics, your freight and logistics specialists. Uh, and, and I think really... This was it was a nice moment, wasn't it, to see Katrina Rory play for the Stars against her old team. Yeah, uh, crazy, crazy. The Stars seem to have a knack of bringing out retired uh, defenders, I must say. I was a little bit peeved that I didn't get the phone call first, but, you know, it's all right. We'll, we'll put that to bed. Uh, uh, Katrina we can Rory. make a phone call. No, absolutely not. Next week. I mean, you've got like a, what, she's almost played 100 tests for the Silver Ferns mm. versus um, two tests that I have. I can understand why they went with Katrina. Uh, <laughs> and, and she was great. She's actually from... 
Beachlands of all places, oh, yeah. out in East Auckland. So she's she comes from the Stars region, which kind of is that south southeast um, catchment there. So really cool full circle moment for her. But yes, funnily enough, it was against the Pulse where she spent so many years uh, with the franchise and up against Tiana Maturo, who she would have played with when when she was still playing with the Pulse, and just totally shut her down. I must say, didn't really do anything too amazing when it comes to statistics. Um, I don't think she had any intercepts, but a few games here and there, but really just took Tiana out of the game, and she's the pulse playmaker, so that was a huge contributor to why they got that eight-goal win, when everyone was probably picking the pulse to win that game. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I, I think... Most would have thought that, but the Stars have started the, the season on fire, right? And it kind of annoyed me that people were talking them, um, not talking them down, but in all the conversations in the off-season and the pre-season were, yeah, it's going to be the Tactics and the Mystics and the Pulse are always good and, nah, I don't know about the Stars. We don't care about the Stars. And I don't know whether they heard that. And I know, having played for the franchise, we do love to be the underdog mm-hmm. and really grab onto that little sister. They're the new franchise in Auckland underneath the Mystics' shadow. Um, and they're stepping up, Maya Wilson in particular. She shot at 91%. I think that might be her third game in a row, shooting over 90%, which is impressive. We are used to seeing that with Grace Nwicky, um, but it's great to see... Maya come out and perform the way she is and yeah watch out all the other teams I say if the stars continue the way they are they're they're ones to ones to beat yeah I mean you look through that team you know Gina Crampton's in there as well Holly mm-hmm. Fowler you, you mentioned Katrina Maya Wilson Jamie Hume as well I mean, it's, it's not a bad team on paper it's not at all and it's like the attacking end that they've had for the past three seasons so people I don't know whether just were like oh yeah we've seen that team before we don't care where it's like well you should probably be worried about them because they have grown these combinations for three seasons now they lost a grand final last year so yeah. and then they added a massive piece in defense well Katrina only stepped in for one game I don't know if she'll be hanging around I reckon there might there might be conversations I know I was hoping we could get her on a show but she's um, obviously mum of two now so a bit hard to get her at this time of the uh, of the evening but I'd love to know what they're thinking because um, Ellie Timu who's a great great defender for the stars is young and she was out with COVID for that game um, so whether Katrina sticks around or not because obviously Kayla Johnson was their pre-season loss with her pregnancy there is a spot there to be filled there is yeah. there is yeah, yeah. watch the space watch yeah. the space um, talking about the pulse how big a loss do you think we're starting to see of uh, Ali Dunners? Yeah, I think now, especially after that game, um, we've just been talking about people are starting to realise that, yes, it is a big loss. And in the first two games for the Pulse, they looked really good. And Amelia Wormsley had been playing goal shoot and people hadn't really heard of her, didn't know who she was. Um, and she's a metre 90 whatever and shoots really accurately. So everyone's like, oh, great, we've got this new kid. She's doing well. Um, but unfortunately, just got a little bit outmuscled uh, by the Stars' defence on Sunday. And I just I think that that's where we see or saw her inexperience and just the fact that she is very new to this league. And it's great to have a you know awesome start to the season, and I'm sure she's going to continue continue to have some great games. But she's no Aaliyah Dunn, who's been there for a long time and very unflappable and you know a cool, calm customer out the back there. Um, yeah, Amelia got sent to the bench for, by, by the Stars' defense, so they're still it's still not in. You know, I'm not 
counting out the pulse in any way. Yeah. But yeah, after round three, I'd say we are seeing it more. That that is a big loss for them. Yeah, you just, I mean, a young player needs to f- figure out how to deal with the sharp elbows of one Katrina Rory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kalera now, I doubt the um, she's actually a Fijian international, but lives here in New Zealand. She was MVP for that match. And prior to that game, she hadn't been getting too much court time because we had Ellie Team and Holly Fowler. But um, her and Katrina, yeah, they were muscling up in there. It was <laughs> yeah. a physical game in a good way. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. They did their job and, and really got into their heads. Oh, fantastic. All right, and let's talk about that last game uh, then of the round. With the Do we have to? <laughs> the tactics and the, and the steel. Hey, the steel won the fourth quarter. Which is great, and I'm so glad it was the fourth quarter that they won because that's the last, you know, the last thing you kind of think of when you go and do your debrief um, after a game like that. And they didn't just win it; they won it by five. To win a quarter by five goals is is huge. You know, if you do that every quarter, you're winning a match by twenty. So really impressed with how they finished the match. Um, looking forward to ca- uh, catching up with Marianne Delaney Hoshek from the Tactics shortly to see how she felt about it. But yeah, promising signs. Great to see Saviour Tui. She had a um, knee surgery in the off-season, get some solid minutes in at goal shoot for the steal. Limited minutes still, only played the two quarters, uh, but she looked really, really promising. Um, put up some good ball, was strong. You know, up against Jane Watson and Karen Berger is, is no easy task at all, so great to see her out there. And hopefully this helps the steal just get a little bit of momentum and keep their kind of... Smiles on their faces and know that you know they're not completely out of it just yet. No, not just yet, not just yet. They've they, they've they've certainly got the bodies there, right? They do. Look, they've got Kate Heffernan in the midcourt, and yeah. she is she was midcourter of the quad series in the international quad series last um, last time it was played, and had a real standout season in the black dress for the silver ferns. Uh, and they've got Tehungere Selby Rickett, their captain uh, in defence, Kate Burley, who's just super fun to watch. They've got some firepower in that defence. And, of course, they brought Sammy Winders down yeah. from the Magic. So they've got the players there that know how to win, that have the experience. They're just going to take some time to replace that attacking, I guess, game gameplay that they lost when George Fisher, um, English international, went down with an ACL preseason. Mm. So a lot to unpack there. Mm. But it's early days. Early it's days. Early days. Don't write them off yet. Don't <laughs> write them off just yet. Uh, so having a look at the moment at the table, uh, f- four rounds in, uh, well, four, yeah. Four, it's confusing. It Three is. rounds in, but some teams have played, played four. four games. Yeah. So it, yeah. And that's the top <laughs> and the bottom team, right? So the Stars have played four, their first on nine. The Steel yes. have played four, their uh, sixth on zero. Uh, then in between, you, second, you got the Mystics played three on seven. The Tactics played three on six. Pulse played three on six. The Magic played three on four. And all of a sudden, that table doesn't look so much uh, a game of two halves, if, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the um, fantastic thing to come out of round three for me because we were very worried about the blowouts in round two. So great to just kind of jazz it up a little bit again. Yeah, indeed. There you go. Uh, we're talking uh, netball here on Centre Pass in focus on SENZ with Storm Purvis. Uh, talking the Northern Stars too there with uh, virtu- uh, Vertical Logistics. Your freight and logistics specialists, Proud partners of the Northern Stars and leading the way in personalising your freight services. When we come back, Marianne Delaney Hoshek is going to join us. It's 18 past eight here on Centre Pass in focus on SENZ uh, with Ricardo in for Kez, who uh, we, we hope bounces back soon. Expected uh, 
potentially appendicitis, so yeah, he's at the hospital nasty, at the moment. That, yeah. It's not great story. Yeah, well, soon cares, I know. Yeah. I walked yeah. in thinking, you, you look a little bit different, you've grown a beard. <laughs> yeah. You're on your hair out, kids. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little, got a bit taller, <laughs> but wider potentially as well. Um, <laughs> time to talk uh, uh, tactics, though, with Marianne Delaney Hoshek. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, thank you. It's actually quite cold down in Christchurch. It's got a bit of rain and wind, so um, in the egg boots. I was pleased this was a radio interview, I put it that way. Yeah. Dare I say it, it's pretty cold up here too today, but, yeah, I can't imagine. It's probably what you're going through uh, down there. Let's th- <laughs> thank you for joining us. You guys have had a great start to the year. If we look at it as a whole, we'll get to last um, Sorry, yeah, last night's match shortly, but how, how have you found the start of the season for the Tactics? Yeah, pretty solid. Um, obviously, with a new group, it's not all going to come at once. But I think defensively, um, the old combo of Jane and Karen has really come out quickly because of that um, knowledge from before. Um, but also, I, I think Greer's doing a fantastic job there and, and Laura in there as well. It's quite a good combination down there. Um, and yeah, obviously, brand new attacking. So quite exciting, actually, um, as a proposition as a coach getting some different players and just trying to um, find what's going to work and and things like that so yeah I think we've had a really good start Um, obviously a little bit disappointed with the Mystics game just because we were in it and we didn't play as well as I thought we should on attack in that game. I'm um, I'm glad you brought up Jane and Karen so early in that um, spiel there because I've got to ask, were even you surprised at how quickly they've just reformed that combo and they look almost better than they did like last time they played together? I've been amazed at watching them out there um, so early in the season, yeah. just, just killing it. Yeah, I think when they initially formed a couple of years ago, um, Karen had just come in from the Pulse. And it was just a totally different way and style. So, um, and she's quite detailed as well. But I feel like she's really grown in that space of being a bit more instinctive. And as we know, Jane is all instinct. So I feel like now Karen's instinctive. I think she's really changed it up and she's become a lot more instinctive as well. And I actually think that's why it's working so well is because they're both doing it. And, um, they're, you know, they're obviously experienced, good scholars of the game. Um, they can change really quickly. That, like, If you give them any feedback on the bench, it's you know they can change it just like that. Um, but they work it out, out there as well. I mean, I don't know if you saw Jane at times last night sort of coaching, telling Greer, I think you need to go over there, do this, sort of in the <laughs> middle um, of it. So, you know, it's awesome to have that kind of experience. And I agree with you. I think it's better. I think both of them... In terms of where they sit, and this is it's mind blowing to think that Jane has had a baby because physically, I feel like she has come back better from the baby. And um, Karen, like I think her injury gave her a real refocus, and she's really, you know, her athleticism coming back and what she's been able to do during her injuries, um, mind-blowing, yeah. Totally. She's a beast. Totally agree. She is a beast. Um, funny you mentioned Jane coaching mid-game. I, I played with her for a few years down at the Steel, and I remember it well. Sometimes I just turn my head and be like, not now, Jane, and, you know, every now and then you've got to listen to her because yeah. yeah, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. I'm also glad you brought up Greer Sinclair, um, a really kind of undercover, I guess, um, get for you guys in the off-season because, you know, a player that played around a lot last year with COVID and everything, um, but she slotted into that wing D-bib and your defensive unit so well. What has she brought to the side? 
Yeah, well, when um, I was sort of recruiting, I actually think that wing defence position now, you need some height. Um, so for us, with a bit more height out the front, it just means those defence at the back, there's more ball for them to go to, um, you know, because the ball obviously gets lifted. Um, but she's actually, she is just a machine. Like, her um, scores on all her S&C stuff since she's been here have just gone through the roof. Like, she's got faster, she's got fitter. Um, so I, I think a player like that who hasn't quite made it, like, because she obviously's just hanging around a bit, never really got that much of an opportunity when she was a training partner, just little bits and pieces here and there, but they want it so much. So if you can get them and give them an opportunity, a player like that, they're going to give you a thousand percent because that opportunity means so much to them. It's not, it's not taken easily. So um, yeah, I think that's a case of that. I just, she is just so ready and she's, I mean, what a great proposition for her having that unit around her as well to really hone her skills. Um, but yeah, I honestly, attack wise, she's great on attack. She's getting ball. Um, she's working in the unit. She's creating for others. So I think she's had a, an amazing start. And I, I honestly think she could be sort of like, higher honours just from what I've seen so far. bolter, is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) You are? Well, I think it'd be a bit hard to be a bolter this year. But, you know, like, in the future, I think we're a bit stacked up there. But, you know, like, I just think she's, um, yeah, she's going really well. Absolutely. You talk about her attack and I want to switch it and talk about the attacking as a whole for the tactics. Obviously a new shooter with Aaliyah Dunn coming down and we were just talking about what a great off-season collection that was for the tactics. What's it like working with what I reckon has got to be the cruisiest shooting circle in the country? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it is actually quite funny and it is like, you know, because when you have the new players and you've got to sort sort of get their learning style and that sort of thing and and Aaliyah's really straight up and to the point, which is kind of cool. But she's actually got a really great netball brain as well. So the both of them together, even though, um, you know, they are very relaxed and chilled out people, they've both got amazing netball brains on them. So I think the potential for those two is going to be incredible. And I, what we're trying to do, Aaliyah, um, we're trying to grow her game so that she's just not a holding shooter. So you're probably seeing a little bit more different things than you're used to seeing from her. And some of it will take a little bit of time, but the scope for her game to improve is huge. And um, it's really cool even hearing them strategizing together about things and some of those shooter-shooter parts that, you know, they're, they're doing. Some of them didn't pull off in the early kind of rounds, but they're sort of starting to connect a bit more now. So, yeah, I think um, the potential is huge there. One of the things that I think surprised a lot of Nepal fans last season was Alia Dunn didn't make the Silver Ferns, and and, and you know she was on by numbers the best shooter in the country, and uh, in, in the comp last year. What sort of conversations did you have with her when you when you brought her in, and and is that part of you know what you what you could offer to get her into the Ferns? Yeah, so um, I think our, down at the tactics we're sort of known for really hard work high standards of fitness. So I think part of her change was to sort of see if she can shift some of that stuff as well and a new challenge and um, obviously really kind of step up a little bit more in her own self being, you know, into a new environment is a little bit older because I think when she got to the Pulse, she was only probably 17 or 18. Um, But yeah, had 
definitely have had those conversations. Um, it's it's really it's, it's hard. Um, I think for those goal shoots, goal keeps who just play that position, getting a sixteen three on the yo yo can be a bit harder than it looks for some of them. Honestly, when I've seen them, I don't know what you think about the storm, but it's a really hard one because when they play the game, they're actually only in such a small area of the court. So when they're doing that yo yo, it's completely different to the skill set that they use. So you have to really um, do other things and make sure that they're hitting their load. So we're watching that carefully to make sure that she's getting what she needs and topping her up here and there as well. Because, I mean, we'd love for her to reach those goals as well. Because that's really only the only thing that's sort of holding her back at the moment is the 16-3. Yeah, I mean, totally green. For those who don't know, yo-yo was like a beep test. Right. It's like the new age beep test where you just run shuttles up and down and you have to get to a certain <laughs> level. And I, I totally agree, especially for... Uh, was amazed when I heard that Grace Nwicky got it because I used to watch her play when she first came out and I was thinking, she's never going to run a 16-3. She doesn't have to, you know, sprint more than five metres at any one time. Um, so awesome to hear that you're working through that. Just quickly, Mitz, we've actually got a replay of um, last night's match in the studio TV. <laughs> I've just It's just caught my eye. I have to ask, what happened in that last quarter and did you just flush it and debrief the rest of the game or and what happened? Talk me through it. That last quarter, so, um, yeah, that was a bit of a funny one. So I think it was it was interesting. Like, I could have played the full team out, but when you're up by 20-something, I think you've got to actually go to your bench. And I think we didn't bring them into the game well enough, everyone around them, um, honestly, in some ways. And then, yeah, it was just a bit disconnected, actually. But, um, yeah, we've already kind of talked about that yeah it just there was a few mad minutes at the end um and then obviously when the steel had a little bit of momentum all the calls started going their way as well yeah. which is Stayed how, how it works yeah 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 it was just it was yeah it was all down to that uh that that wing defense you employed i think that was it was all down to that wasn't it <laughs> She wasn't listening to Jane enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, look, I rested. I, I don't know if you know, I did take people off, put them back on and things like that. So it's always going to be a little bit disjointed, but yeah. it really showed us that we've actually got to clean that up so that when people come on, because last, you know, other games, they've come on and it's lifted for us, but it didn't happen for us yesterday. Um, so at least that gives us something else because I don't want to be in a situation later on where you put someone on and it doesn't work for them. Um, but that's a beautiful time to be able to do it when you've got that good lead. Marianne, thanks very much uh, for, for giving us some time tonight, mate. Well, hope, hopefully you can get uh, back close to the fire, get those uggies all warmed up and, and, and maybe a cocoa on uh, and, and, and see off the cold. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you again soon throughout the season, eh? Thank you. Cheers, uh, Mary Ann Delaney Hoshek there with us out of the tactics. It is uh, half past eight here on Centre Pass and focus on SCNZ when we come back. Storm's performance of the week. At 26 away from nine, Storm, it is your performance of the week, your team of the week. Where do you want to start? I always like starting at goal shoot, All right. the traditionalist. Who's your goal shoot? It's always tough, but I've gone with Maya Wilson for reasons wow. mentioned at the top of yeah, the show. Cool. You know, four games in a row where she's shot at nearly 90%, or sorry, over 90%. Um, I'm just loving her confidence to go to post. And the Stars have had a great start to the season, and it's mostly down to that lady. All right. Goal attack. Who's feeding her? 
Amelia Ann Ekinasu. Oh, okay. She was MVP performance in that uh, extra time match. It was fantastic. She had one turnover in 60 minutes of netball as a goal attack. Who's your playmaker? Bloody good stuff. Yeah, that is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to thread the needle all the time. Oh, exactly. And, you know, she's not afraid to try and do the tricky passes and kind of, you know, do that, um, what do you call it, <gasps> specky kind of play with flair. Yeah. Using yeah. my words. So, yeah. yeah, one turnover, pretty impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> another player who uh, does that a lot is your wing attack, right? Yes. Another another creative player. who's Who's got the WA bib this week? As someone who is less creative but more just solid, you know, you want the swing attack. If you put her on court, you know she's just going to do your job and do it really well, and that's Gina Crampton. Uh, she had 50 feeds in her <laughs> match against the Pulse. 5-0, you know, like I think you usually see about 30 from a wing attack. Yeah. So she's hogging that ball and feeding Maya Wilson, obviously doing something right because she's putting up 40 goals a match. Um, yeah, did a great job. I know it's hard to argue those numbers, but where do you think she's more effective, in the in the centre or at wing attack? Uh, Gina, definitely a wing attack. I just think she doesn't quite have the defensive side to her game, and that can be sort of 50% of the centre's job. And she likes to do your short, sharp little movements, whereas the centre does your kind of long drives. It's funny you ask that, because it leads quite well into my centre. Who's your centre? Who I've gone with Kimura Poi from uh, the Tactics, yeah, who yeah. actually... If we look up at the replay, she might be playing wing attack on the screen. Uh, spending a bit of time at wing attack this season, but when she got switched into centre, I was just like, oh, yes, there's the Kimmy I know and love. She's just um, like Gina, solid, does great work on defence, which I love in a centre. Yeah, all right. What about, uh, obviously, Karen Berger played one quarter at wing defence. Yeah. Um, I'm picking that's not who you're going to say is your wing defender of the week. Honestly, if I could have her in wing defence and goal defence, I'd probably pick her. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've gone with Michaela sokolic Beatson. Um, and even though she was part of that Mystics team that kind of capitulated... Cap- capitulated? Capitulated. This yeah. is what happens when you want to do radio at 8.40 on a Tuesday. <laughs> um, she never, ever, ever gives up. You know, three games from the wing defence position. It's hard to do because your wing defence just normally sets up the games for the goal defence and goalkeep glory players behind you. Um, but she was kind of yelling at her teammates in a constructive way when the when the going was getting tough, chasing down all the loose balls, so many one on court um, in those dying moments. And unfortunately, the team just couldn't do it for her. No, not didn't quite work, uh, unfortunately. But we'll talk more about that with uh, Phoenix Karaka coming up. Who's your goal defence? I'm going to name my goalie and my goalkeeper together. Okay. Because we've spent half the show talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know who that is. Yeah, I'm um, going. We'll be back after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on red and black. Um, Karen Berger, Jane Watson. They just, oh, man. And I know they were, I don't want to say only playing the steel, but playing a team that's, you know, a little bit low at the moment and doesn't have their, um, you know, top shooters available. But they just, regardless, look incredible out there together. And like Marianne was saying, just blow, both players playing with um, instinctive freedom and it's just fun to watch. So I'm a bit worried that they're going to be there every week in this right. uh, team of the round. It's I'm going to have to try hard yet yeah. Yeah, to, to not always pick I them. I wonder if Dame Knowles is listening. Um, <laughs> who's your captain? Um, I actually went with Michaela sokolic Beatson Again, perhaps. I'm trying to think if I had her last week. Just for that never-say-die attitude, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just goes and goes and goes. Goes and goes. Yeah. Uh, it is 22 away from nine, and uh, we do have one more guest 
for the show, and that is Phoenix Karaka. She is coming up shortly right here on Centre Pass in Focus on SENZ. It's 17 away from 9 o'clock here on SENZ. This is Centre Pass in Focus. Ricardo Ball in for Kez Storm Purvis in to own things, uh, as she does. Um, we're just uh, starting to get Ka- uh, Phoenix Karaka up at the moment, Storm. So let's uh, look ahead uh, to the round to come. Yes, round four. Round four. Um, and it starts with the Steel at home to the Magic. I guess if you're the Steel, this is the game you're hoping for and then the Magic go and do what they did and you're like, oh. Look, it's kind of, yeah, I, we were all looking forward to this game, saying, oh, at least that one will be a closer one for the Steel. We'll see how that one goes. Could be exciting. It's at home for them. Maybe they'll win it. And then the Magic go and beat the Mystics. So, uh, look, both teams are riding a bit of momentum, which is cool. Steel having won that last quarter by five, like I said, over the tactics is um, excellent. And they had Saviour Tui back out there, and she was only able to play half a game. So if she's able to play a full game, Mm. watch out Magic. You know, I think um, she's a very strong, powerful goal shoot who can also move on the baseline really well. And I think coming up against the Magic defenders, you know, Edna McKay, who's all arms and legs and lots of height, I just wonder whether that might be a little bit of a mismatch for her. Um, if Saviour Tui's able to just really put her body to use. So regardless of what happened in the round just being, I still think that's going to be a nice close match. Yeah, all right, looking forward to that one. That is uh, Saturday uh, in Southland. Are you are you heading to that one? I'm not heading to that one. I'm going to be at the game of the round, I'm calling it. Oh, yeah. Um, which, if we look ahead to Sunday's second game of the mm. day, Mystics taking on the Stars. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it because the Auckland Derbies are great. Two teams, you know, that probably two teams to beat in the competition at the moment. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, certainly uh, the way it's looked and uh, joining us now. Uh, probably fill us in a bit more about how this week <laughs> is looking as Phoenix Karaka. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. I'm actually doing folding about five loads of washing, so um, this is a great distraction. Thank you. Mum life. Isn't a year old hubby there, Patrick Toipolotu injured? Surely that's something he could do. <laughs> Oh, look, he's, he has got to be the best. He's cooked dinner, he washed the dishes and um, has just let me look after Palmer, really. So, um, yeah, I've given him a break and he's doing his bike session. So all those um, blues um, listen, um, fans or blues management that are listening, he is doing his um, conditioning top-ups. <laughs> Power couple of you two. That's that's awesome work. Great to hear. Uh, I'm going to get straight into it, Phoenix. What happened on Sunday? Where, what happened there? You had a 10-goal lead at first quarter time. In your words, where did it all go wrong? Oh, um, honestly, I, ha- I haven't even watched the game. There are some clips that we went through today um, where it was just kind of, I think... We got a bit too comfortable um, with the 10-goal lead and then we were very complacent. Um, I think that's the only way that you can really put it um, because you can tell in the way that we were driving to the ball, well, we weren't even really driving to the ball. We weren't um, decisive on what we wanted to do um, defensively and on attack. Um, So I think just collectively we all kind of... Um, got complacent at the same time and no one really stood up when we needed someone to. 
How has your um, captain, Sully Fitzpatrick, recovered? Because I think we had a joke about this after the game, but poor thing, you could really see it in her face during the captain's interview post-match that she was almost kind of processing it all as the interview was playing out, and uh, she didn't look happy. No, no, and during the game, she we definitely had some words, not at each other, just about how I think um, the realisation of um, under pressure we haven't really worked on. And so I think um, for both of us, we drove home together um, talking about scenarios that we could do potentially in training to prep us, but also um, looking at the game now, it's, it's, it's great feedback for us. And I think um, if anything, it came at the right time and the best time. And we've got, what, how many more games to kind of sort out stuff out um but yeah she she was a bit fired up but i mean that just shows the passion that she has for the game and um for our team she expected a lot more than what we put out so that's 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 good in a captain i guess um when their expectations of the team is higher than what we've produced so yeah Felix, you say you haven't watched the game back. I, I, I thought all like you know pro athletes in these situations, they they all do tape, uh, you know, and debriefs in the in the team session. So you're telling me you haven't even done that yet? We we did a couple of clips <laughs> of like um, probably where the coaches thought were crucial times in the game that we, um, for example, when we could have gone up one up or two up in the last final minutes of the full, like, proper 60 minutes. And um, and if anything, Rob kind of advised us defensively not to watch the, the last three quarters because he reckoned it was um, not going to be nice to watch. But then again, you know, um, it's nice that they pick out um, what they think is crucial moments in the game and where we can be better. And we did... Um, a couple of things today um, in training to kind of make sure that we have scenarios um, in the back of our minds in case we are put in that situation again. Hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go through all that again so soon. I was actually terrible when I played. I only watched the games that I played well and the others I just pretended I watched, to, to be honest. <laughs> um, we'll move on to this this weekend, though, Fee, because you have got a big match coming up. It's against the Stars, who have kind of surprised people a bit this season. Probably not uh, a surprise to you, though. What are you expecting come Sunday? Yeah, I... It's really interesting, um, I think, the narrative that is going out um, with the teams this year purely on the first couple of rounds of games. And I guess that's interesting as a player just because you can you can never um, bank, a, bank on a team just on their first few performances, and we obviously proved that. Um, so I think with the Stars, They've got a solid squad and a solid... Um, I think like most teams, actually, they've got a solid experience um, throughout teams. And the Stars have that um, with the likes of Maya and Gina, Jamie coming back from her shoulder and Mila. They've, you know, they've all been together for quite a while. And so for them to win on the weekend and be winning um, isn't that much of a surprise. Um, we know that they've got that strong attacking end especially with Maya in the back there. 
um, you would know Stormy training against her. She is a punish to play against. Um, only because she's got that basketball background and she knows how to screen and um, she just turns and shoots. But I think for us this week is um, we're, we're just going to try and be better than what we were on Sunday. Um, and we've got a few things that we're we need to work on and I think most of that is just basics and um, being able to execute having two options to the ball really um, on attack and defensively we're better when we work together as a unit. Love it, keep it simple. That uh, game is at the Trust Arena, your home court. I know the stars really play up to the sort of little sister thing with it being an Auckland derby, uh, both teams sort of uh, covering the same region. Do you guys have that same sort of feel around the match? Do you really um, hype it up as being one that has a bit of you know feeling behind it? Yeah, definitely. I think because we're both from Auckland and um, we represent the same um, region is always a great battle and um, I think also because of a, lot, a lot of us have played together growing up, it's even I guess special um, to be able to play at that level and be up against your school friends and your friends that you've grown up playing netball with. But um, I've never looked at them as our little sisters or anything like that because they've always been quite solid and um, they line up and, um, you know, they're very proud of the region that they um, they support and who they represent, which is mainly South Auckland. And I think it's such a strong place to represent and they've got such a strong backing. So um, it's always a good battle, but um, hopefully it's not a repeat of last year where one of us each got, um, I think it was 20 goals on each other for two of the games. So um, I'm sure it'll be a tough game to watch and a really exciting game to watch. It's a fascinating battle every time you do come up against each other. And I had forgotten that that was the case last season, which is is crazy that you are (laughs) able to get such different margins in the same season against the same team. Yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable. And it, it keeps the game exciting as well. Absolutely. Um, you brought up Rob Wright before. I just want to ask quickly how Tia Winakitty's going. Obviously a new coach for you guys. She's been around the environment for a while, but Helene Wilson, your old coach, and Rob obviously worked quite well together as a team. How's Tia slotted in there with Rob? Honestly, it's been seamless. Um, uh, there was definitely from myself a bit of hesitation around how that was going to work, but... Um, I think the thing that I respect about Tia is that she's always willing um, and I guess she's always very um, honest whether she is able to give us feedback or able to deliver something. And if she doesn't know, she will easily say, I I don't know, I'm going to have to ask someone else. So um, I respect that and also the fact that she's coming from a, policing background she's very straight up direct um you know me stormy me and you we like that direct kind of feedback and communication um so i'm really enjoying having her and i think the way that her and rob work well together um shows well showed in the first two games but um there's still (laughs) a lot of learning um obviously um with us as a team and them as a coaching um unit 
Phoenix, thanks very much for giving us so much time. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, we'll let you go because we know you're probably about to hit the fitted sheets. Washing, yeah. yeah, and the oh. fitted sheets are always a bugger. Have you <laughs> she knows, how, to do those she knows how to do it. I right. know she does. No, I, I know how to do those. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. That's I've my favourite part. I'm leaving that for the end. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Does, does, does Patrick know how to do those? <laughs> Um, I've tried teaching him. He's he's just not having a bar of it, so yeah. he just leaves it for me. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like my place. It sounds like my place. Hey, Phoenix, yeah. best of luck for the weekend, mate. Really appreciate your time. Go well, eh? Thanks, V. Oh, awesome. Thank you for having me. Right. See ya. Anytime. Anytime. There's been a centre pass and focus on SCNZ uh, with Ricardo Paul and Storm Purvis. Uh, we've got 20 seconds left, Stormy. What's your tip for the weekend? Oh, watch that Stars-Mystics match. It'll, it'll be a good one. And the Tactics play two games this weekend, so if you're uh, impressed with what Marianne Delaney Hoshik had to say, mm. watch those two because they're looking pretty good. They're looking yeah. very good. It's going to be interesting to see what the table looks like come uh, this time next oh, week. Tell me about it. It's good. It's yep. getting good, guys. Loving it, loving it. Uh, Extra Time continues after 9 o'clock.